This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship Jesus, our risen, ascended, and returning King. This morning we begin our worship by uh, singing together Oh, to 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Today is the 19th Sunday after Trinity Sunday. The Old Testament reading is written in Genesis chapter 28. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep, and he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Epistle is written in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, For we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 
and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our risen and ascended Lord abides with you and me. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And that gives us courage and strength for the facing of each day. Here again these words from our gospel reading. Jesus said, But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he did. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Why do you pray to Jesus for help? Why do you pray to Jesus when it appears that there is no hope? Someone is sick. Death is coming. But you don't quit. You don't give up. You keep on praying to Jesus. You ask him to spare the life of your child, your spouse, your friend, your neighbor, your loved one. Why? Why do you continue to pray to Jesus? Why do you continue to ask him for help? The doctors tell you that there's nothing more they can do. They've done everything they can. There's nothing more. And you, you drop down on your knees and you pray to Jesus. Why? Why do you do it? Why do you call upon Jesus for help? When in the eyes of the world and everyone else, there is absolutely no hope. Why do you believe that Jesus can help when all of the experts have told you that there is nothing more that can be done? And yet there you are. There you are down on your knees, crying out to the Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy upon me. You look foolish. You know that, don't you? 
In the eyes of the world, you look foolish. You look silly. Everyone else knows that your situation is hopeless. And yet there you are. There you are, a child of God, trusting in Jesus. You believe that Jesus can do something. Why? And even when the experts were right, and your child is dead, your spouse has died, your neighbor is in the grave, still you don't give up. You have hope. You still believe that Jesus can help. You believe that Jesus can raise the dead and bring your loved one back to life, that he can resurrect them on the last day. You pray for and you look forward to the return of Jesus because on that day he will undo all that sin and death have done. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? What is wrong with you and me? What is it about Jesus that draws you and me to him for help? How do you know that Jesus can help you? Why do you cling to Jesus and refuse to let go of him? It is because the Holy Spirit has worked trust in your heart. He has led you to believe that Jesus is able to help in every time of need. The Holy Spirit shows to you the empty cross. He points you to the empty tomb. He brings the Holy Scriptures to you. And you have heard and you have read and you have seen what Jesus did before. You have traveled through Matthew's gospel many, many times as a child of God, either in your own devotions or sitting here in God's house or in Bible study. The word of God from Matthew has been read over and over again and you have traveled through that gospel and you have read chapters 8 and 9 of Matthew's gospel. In chapter 8, you have read how Jesus healed a Roman soldier's servant from a distance just by speaking the word. You have watched. You have watched as Jesus took the hand of Simon Peter's mother-in-law and how he cooled her fever and restored her health. You have watched the crowd's Surround Jesus, bringing to Jesus their children, their spouses, and their friends, people who are sick and who are suffering, those who are possessed with demons. And Jesus helps them. Jesus frees people from the demons, He heals people from their illnesses. You've seen it the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed. Tumors shrink into nothingness. Twitching muscles are stilled. Attacked hearts are strengthened. And you look at Jesus and you see in Jesus compassion. Great compassion for these crowds. Unlimited mercy. Amazing power and patience and love. And then in chapter 8 you've 
You've heard Jesus speak to the wind and the waves. Quiet, he says. Be still, he commands. And creation obeys him. It should, shouldn't it? Jesus spoke creation into being. His voice called into being all that is out of nothing. And his voice ordered it all and still orders it. He speaks to the storm stillness, and it is. How can Jesus do all of this? Because he is Emmanuel, God with us. That's how Jesus can do it. Oh yes, Jesus is a man fully human, flesh and bone just like you and me, but without sin, tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. But Jesus is more, Jesus is also true God, very God of very God. That's the way we say it in the Nicene Creed. He is not a man, not a man who was good enough to become a God. No, 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 that's, that could never happen. Some think it can happen that way, but it can't. No, Jesus is always God. He is eternal. No starting, no ending. Always there. The Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. God who took on flesh and blood so that we might see him and believe in him. Isn't that why you go to Jesus in prayer? Isn't that why you put your trust in him? Isn't that the reason you believe in Jesus? Jesus is God. More than that, he is your God. And Jesus does things that only God can do. That's what this text in Matthew is all about. Jesus doing a God thing that only God can do. Forgiving sin. Jesus is in a boat. He's leaving the reason, the, the region of the Gerardines. And he's on his way across the Sea of Galilee back to Capernaum. And no sooner, no sooner does his boat bump into the shore. Well, Matthew tells us, they were hardly out of the boat when some men carried a paraplegic on a stretcher and set him down in front of them. Jesus is barely free from his sea legs when a man with paralyzed legs is placed right in front of Jesus. And the first words out of Jesus' mouth are, Take courage. Take heart. Cheer up. Now that sounds promising, doesn't it? Hopes rising, expectations exploding. But Jesus doesn't heal the man, at least not yet. Instead, Jesus says to him, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the religious leaders go crazy. I mean, they go nuts. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus can't do that. He can't forgive sins. He isn't God, but he's claiming to be God. That's blasphemy in their eyes. That's worthy of death. That's worthy of being stoned to death until Jesus is stone cold silent. And then Matthew tells us what happens. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, 
Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. He rose and went home. Oh my goodness. The guy gets up. The guy gets up and he walks home. But that's nothing. That's easy. When compared with forgiving the man's sins. And then Jesus does that too, doesn't he? The man goes home with a clean heart, a forgiven heart, a guilt-free heart, a pardoned heart. There is no condemnation for him for his sins. He is reconciled to God. Only God can do this. Heal paralyzed legs. Heal a sin-filled soul. The Jesus who did that then is the Jesus who does that now for you. He loves you. And he is filled with great and deep compassion for you. And he forgives your sins. All of Good Friday is summed up this way. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. The cross is empty. The grave is empty. Your sin is gone. You are at peace with Jesus. And Jesus is going to raise you from the dead. He is going to give to you everlasting life. He is going to take you home to his new Jerusalem. That's why you pray to him. That's why you cling to him. That's why you get down on your knees and call out to him in every moment of need and sorrow and trial in your life. He is your God. He created you. He saves you from sin. He gives you faith and sustains you in that faith. And he is able. He is able to help you in every time of need because he's done it in the past. In the Old Testament for the people of Israel, into the New Testament, And all the way through these last 2,000 years and into the future, he will always help you and be there for you according to his good and gracious will. And he says, call upon me. Call upon me in the day of trouble. And so, we do. Because he told us to. We believe God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Jesus says to you and me, be still. Be still and know that I am God. And we say, the Lord Almighty, the God of Jacob, is with us. He is our refuge and strength. That's why you pray. That's why you call upon him.
because he is your Lord, your Savior, your Creator, and your life. To him be all glory and honor and praise this day and always. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Let's sing together what we believe, the creed song.
Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.